What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're joined today by... Brian Cullen <laughs> from Clipperholics. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Absolutely. Thanks glad, for coming on. Glad you guys are still in existence. For now. <laughs> yeah, for now. I mean, it's uncertain. That's like, ominous. Yeah. Seriously, wow. though, yeah. it's like it's kind yeah. of uncertain and weird. I put the VPN on my... Uh, my home network and set it to another state. So I think Smart. I'll be good. Yeah, you're I good. I think I'll be good. That's <laughs> yeah, good. that's good. You got an offshore blog account. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm, your... <laughs> I'm now writing from Bermuda. <laughs> Just a reminder, support the writers that you like. Yeah, or the please do. creators that you like uh, on the teams that you love. Anyways, we're Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We're coming at you five days a week with all the fresh Clippers news. And boy, do we have a lot of news for you. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a recap of the... Clippers Suns game that we just got out of a really pretty comprehensive victory there. Buck twenty to ninety nine, yeah. A, a a less um a less great return game from Shamit, but hey, you know the team still got it done. His first one was good. That's all that matters. Uh, and then today is Wednesday, so we have our what you say Wednesday discussion. Uh, Charles floated out a poll for you folks. <laughs> um, uh, on constantly Twitter, floating out that <laughs> on Twitter and. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, this one is all about if we were to make a trade, what type of role are we looking to fill? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a specific player. <laughs> oh, but uh, we got a, a lot of specific players that people floated our way. <laughs> and then in, in shavings, we're going to be wrapping up a, a little bit of hot goss. Uh, this is my least favorite part of the season. Which is just some possible injury questions about Jamichael. There's, they're just there. They were lingering. <laughs> Linger. <laughs> uh, anyways, all that and more coming up right about now. So as it was mentioned, the uh, Clippers avenged that loss from the Suns earlier in the year, which is great. 120-99. Suns were on the second night of a back-to-back. There was no Devin Booker, which I think we could all agree was very much felt by the Suns. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Aiton came back and looked good. We also didn't have Jamichael, which we're going to talk about much later. But uh, Chamara's early talked to, to Jamichael. He mm-hmm. tweeted about it. He said that he seemed optimistic he'd be ready to go in the next few days. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That probably doesn't mean the Rockets game. Because as he pointed out in the tweet, athletes are always way more optimistic about when they're going to come back. Well, and, and Doc talked about that, too. I, I feel like no athlete's going to be like, you know, it's going to be a Keep me yeah. 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 Uh, but it's going to be a long time. What did we like in this game? The second half. It kind of <laughs> felt like a, a game of two halves. Like, really, yeah. like it felt like two different games. Um, not to say that, you know, it was it was a dominant performance by Phoenix in the first half, but it was a lot more competitive. Um, they were hanging around. Kelly Oubre had himself one hell of a first half. Uh, he <laughs> yes, looked he really did. good in that he first half. He yammed on Paul George. And it was paid back. It, it was, was, yeah, yeah, it was, was paid definitely back. paid back. It, it was a little bit of a bar because it kind of dominated the conversation on Twitter. Like I had like a couple of search things open and everything was just about that. Because I think it was like <laughs> I think that first dunk on Paul. I think it was literally like the second or third Suns basket of the game it was, was that yeah. dunk. It was, yeah. Um, Paul George overall was fantastic. He had 24, 3 or 7 from 3 and that revenge dunk. Um, how many minutes did he play tonight? Like 20... 26 or something. Both him and Kawhi, I think the minutes load is something that everyone has to like. Because it was 25 and like 23 or something for Kawhi. 27 for Kawhi. Yeah, sorry. Um, Which is great. Yeah, we we talked about that before the game even started. How many minutes we wanted to see from those guys, right? And I think we were all around like 25, 30 would be disappointing. Yeah. Um, I I actually said as many as it takes to win because I didn't want to lose this game. I was being overly optimistic. I said 18 (laughs) minutes and 23 minutes with no Devin Booker. That's it. (laughs) I mean, I, I think... 
I think keeping those minutes low and, and wanting those low minutes um, is somewhat of a, a an affect from watching the game in Minnesota where it felt like that game was kind of in the bag and then they had to play minutes yeah. in the fourth quarter to keep them from kind of, you know, taking yeah. over. So um, having them play such few minutes in this game feels good. It feels good that they didn't have to play heavy fourth quarter minutes or really the fourth quarter at all. Yeah, Kawhi Tomorrow. and Lou had 20 each. Trez had 15. Doc talked about in the post-game presser. Lou got so hot in the second, in the fourth quarter specifically. He had 11 points in 11 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not an error. 11 points, 11 seconds. Unreal. The crowd was just yelling Lou every time he had the ball. But Doc said that was so nice because he could just sit Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 he needed it. Uh, I, I believe before that, he, Lou was something like one of seven. It was rough. Uh, he was not, it was he, bad. He did not have a great first half to the game. Um, but, you know, ended fairly efficient. Uh, I think overall he ended on like 45%. Let me double check that. Uh, 54. So a pretty efficient Lou game. Um, 11 points in 11 seconds. You never see the uh, inefficient version of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lou, Lou is the second half, right? And like that's what was missing in the game in Chicago was where was that scoring in the second half down the stretch? That guy you get the ball to. Because the lead was weird in this You're game. You're saying dumb Lou. <laughs> I'm saying trade loot immediately. <laughs> the sell high. The lead was weird in this game because we were up ten, and then like we were all sitting there watching the game, and then we checked the score, and we were up twenty one. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like it came out of nowhere. Um, we got to give a shout out to the Almighty Zone. Yeah. Which is now the Clippers' defensive identity. It seems like, and Whoa. it's great, dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah. This is. I mean, this was a team that was kind of. Built to get defeated by the zone. Playing on the second night All of a back. All <laughs> Playing on the second night of a back to back. You know, missing Booker. Missing Booker. Not a whole lot of super reliable three point shooters. Baines. You know, I said in the game preview. Uh, yeah, has stopper. been knocking them down well. Uh, but yeah, they. I mean, they just had. They didn't have enough offensive threats to really to really make any sort of a stance against that. They shot twenty eight percent from three. Um, Kawhi talked about it. Doc talked about it. The reasons that the zone works for the Clippers are so simple. It's just length mm-hmm. and athleticism and yeah. good defensive person. Like, that's well, it. And Aaron Baines didn't make a single three-point attempt in yeah. this game, which is, Damn. you know, he's normally taking, like, five a game and knocking down, like, 40%. And I think that that changes things a little bit. I don't think it's enough to swing a pendulum to a total loss, but it does It, it, it hurts. Does hurt that zone a little bit more. For it sure. test it. Sure, but I mean, fourteen steals. That zone is working. Like yeah, that, it's, the deflections in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like so, the second half was super sloppy. How it started. Yes. Um, but a large part of that was our defense. Like Ubre had like five turnovers at half or something like that mm-hmm. from just throwing insane passes that our guys were just picking off so easily. So tonight, I think really did show the defense is like this felt. Like we saw kind of glimpse, we've seen glimpses of the defense. Yeah. This felt like this fourth quarter felt a little more of like an extended look at what full optimum after the second gel period. It's going to look more consistently, I think. Yeah. And like individually, I think we're seeing some of these guys find their form defensively. Like Paul Shamit's George- still finding his for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that'll that come along. This is his second game back, right? Yeah. Um, he was still a, tied with a, a team high plus 15 on the game. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you know, his spacing does a lot to help out with what's going on, but 
Um, Patrick Beverly, he picked up his first foul in the third quarter. Huge. We started the season with him getting into foul trouble early <laughs> yeah. on. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And being a little too active or sloppy with his hands. I feel like he's finally finding where he was kind of at the end of last year and, and getting more efficient with the way he's playing his defense. And then Paul George, like Paul George had four, three, three steals tonight, two steals, Oof. no, three steals, okay. three steals tonight. Um, but he just felt, it felt more like defensive Paul George was on the floor. Like the one that we saw last year before the shoulder issues yeah. and all of that, like, I feel like he's finding his rhythm defensively too, which is a huge sight because he's been great offensively for the most part. He's had some slumps, but um, defensively it feels like Paul George is kind of getting back into shape and that's showing up on team defense as well. Yeah. And I think that them being able to play like sort of those free safety, a little bit more roaming positions for those guys, both keeps their usage down uh, and it's aided by guys like Mo. Uh, for sure. So I got to talk about him in, in transition for a quick sec. He, I, he led the team in steals. I believe he had four steals, three boards. Uh, he was over two in terms of like creating actual offense. But if you look at like the offensive opportunities he creates yeah, by just like getting those deflections uh, and, and, and retaining possession of the ball, uh, he, he had two assists in this one. Um, there was one that like was beautiful to zoo that he didn't. Uh, oh no, he. There was one a beautiful one to zoo that he did end up finishing. But uh, it, it's one of those things that I guess I keep pondering about um, with his shooting liabilities. If like this transition play is enough to offset some of his own offensive woes, I think so because he's like when he's ringing the ball up in transition, he's one of the. F- right now few guys on the team where i'm like all right i'm not too nervous yeah <laughs> like um and he definitely does get it started well as far as the shooting goes i mean not a lot to talk about tonight not a lot to talk about tonight he's at 33 percent from three over the year and he's only he's only attempting under two though yeah that's fine i, I mean know. you don't get mo harkless to be your knockdown shooter yeah right? you, you don't, don't, you don't have sure. him on the floor for a scoring like yeah like you said one block four steals one foul that's impressive you got yeah. four yeah. steals and you only got called for one personal foul in 23 minutes like yeah that, that's efficient defense right um uber led the Suns with 19 Aiton had 18 and 12 comiskey had 12 bev looked fully recovered from the concussion yeah except for the curse word yeah which yeah. was nice but I think that's more Christina Pink than it is the concussion. Yeah, he seems to have uh, mental lapses when he's around <laughs> Christina Pink. Um, I think we got to take this recap in the second segment, yeah? Yeah, we should probably do that. Cool. Uh, coming up after this, we got the what we didn't like portion. But, but first. Oh, yeah. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory phones for, for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Sink and bounce. You got to have both. <laughs> Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash LockedOnNBA and using LockedOnNBA, that's all caps, or just LockedNBA, all caps at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you don't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all of our other fabulous offers from LockedOn sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. All right, so welcome to part two of the Suns Clippers recap. Was there anything else you guys liked we didn't get to? Um, well, you, you, we, we touched on Shamit a little bit, but again, like it's his second game back, but watching just his stroke 
the way he's shooting, it looks natural again. So it looked I, funky. It was funny. I actually said and what agree. we didn't like. He went over four from three. Yeah. And I think I was just spoiled from that Chicago yeah. game. Um, I think it was fatigue. He also had a limited number of attempts. I think he had only attempted like three shots heading into the fourth. I think Ryan Snelling was tweeting about this actually. He said one of the things that's kind of tough about Sham coming off the bench, especially right now, is how do you get him to a rhythm? Right. If Lou and Trez are on the bench, it's hard to get that rhythm if you're a shooter yeah. because that's the focal point of the bench offense. But Doc did a really good job. He did one of his classic like, I don't know, good morale like ATOs that he does when like guys aren't doing well. Doc will like call a timeout. He drew a play for Sham for his first points because right. he was cold. And then he hit that layup. But getting him back into a rhythm, I think, is going to be a lot harder than a lot of the other guys who have been injured and worked their way back. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Right? Just because he's like a shooter. Well, well I, I, I can see that. But I mean, he's also Doc pregame talked again about the sliding lineup thing right where oh man is that ever gonna happen i don't know but sometimes (laughs) he might start sometimes he'll come off the bench i think some of those starting games you're gonna see shamit put actual numbers up they're gonna treat him just like doc did with jj where guarantee you that first play yeah the the tip is double horns yeah yeah yeah. but it was i mean it was kind of tough tonight but i think we did get spoiled um we let them hang around a bit there's not a whole lot to dislike in this game, which is why I think we have to say things like what I just said. Yeah. But like in the beginning of the game, we were basically going bucket for bucket with the Phoenix Suns and they didn't have Devin Booker. Yeah. And that was a little like not nervous making because this game never really felt like we were going to lose it. No, I, I get what you're saying. You know, like I never there was times when it was a little close. Yeah, I, I mean, I think part of that is. I mean, this is the healthiest Clippers we've seen all season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think off that a that, hellish travel schedule. Exactly. And I think that's kind of a hard thing to take out of the back of your head of just like, yeah, we can turn this on in the second half when we need to. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Which you don't. This was the first game in a while that a rookie guard only played garbage minutes. It feels like. <laughs> that's a very good you point. Know? Well, I think you're totally <laughs> right, dude. How many uh, minutes did Walton end up with? Three. Three, yeah. Jonathan Motley. Two seals in three minutes. Impressive. That's not bad. Um, who had the note in here about being worried about the crowd? Oh yeah. So <laughs> I don't. This note, weird phenomenon. You gotta explain going this on at Staples Center. <laughs> I feel like you really only hear the home crowd sometimes when we are up by twenty or more points. And this has been a recurring thing for me, like since I've been going to Clippers games. Like a lot of times. I mean, we've talked about it on a show before. A lot of times the visiting crowd is louder. It is. There it has, were a bunch of Suns fans there. It, it has, Shout out to the Suns fans. Which is, yeah, the Suns fans travel really oh, well. Oh, I saw these two Suns bros. <laughs> this one guy was wearing a home eight jersey and one guy was wearing an away Booker jersey. And they were both on uh, like a bird scooter before the game. On the same bird scooter? Uh, no, different oh, okay, one. Okay. But they just looked like they were having the best time of their lives. <laughs> and I want to give, I hope those guys are having a good night. Classic classic Phoenician behavior. Yeah. I feel like, and maybe it's from years of training through like cardiac victories, but the fans, they don't get too much, too excited. I feel like sometimes until the victory is more than assured. I mean, but do you think that's because of just being conditioned? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it makes sense. I'm just saying it's, I mean, like it's just weird that that's the loudest that you ever. Yeah. That you get. 
they they got pretty it was really funny the game was really sloppy and magruder just like made a really nice cut to the basket and he got a feed and he hit a bucket and like the crowd was really hyped up, oh, yeah. which was so fun. I was like, oh, yeah, there's this is a weirdly paced game if yeah. the crowd is like. It's like the same phenomenon as on some of the worst offensive possessions where we get like five of our own boards. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And the wave started tonight. Just oh, good. Did it? I, yeah. Shout out to Joseph. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the one who started that. <laughs> yeah, that guy, that fool loves the wave. Um, Anything else we didn't like from this game? It was a bit of a sluggish start. Kind of a meh. Yeah. Opening frames, but yeah, I, I mean, think, I think that's the rolling out of your uh, your own bed after two weeks. Yeah. Kind of start to. A oh, one thing I forgot that I loved. We caused them to turn the ball over an absurd amount. Uh, they had 19 turnovers. Yeah. Compared to our, I think it was what 14, 15, 15, and they're they were like number one. They were 28th or something like that, and. They were top 10 and not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. And we disrupted the hell out oh, of those yeah, passes. Like insane assist to turnover ratio. Yeah, and they're number one in assists, which is what's crazy too. Um, we, yeah, we ended up with 23 assists. They ended up with 30. So they're still going to beat you, but. I mean, they, they beat. The Suns beat the Clippers in a few aspects. If we're getting into what we don't like. Yeah. 50 rebounds versus. The Clippers 44, 16 offensive rebounds. Yeah, that's a that's lot. That's a lot of offensive boards to give boards. up. Yeah. Do you think that's because Trez only played 22 minutes? Or not Trez, Zoo? I think that's part of it. But I mean, we I think we talked about this a little bit during the game was um, if you go into the ad- advanced stats, Trez is actually one of the leaders in the league on box outs. Trez is? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's Which good. is like shocking when I saw that. Um I think it's that, and I think it was just kind of lackadaisical. I think it's what we were saying. Like, the team knew, like, yeah, we, we, we'll take this over when we need to. We also got the Aiton return game. Right. He had, what was it? He had 12 boards, 7 offensive. So, like, I think that was, when we're going against an elite rebounder, they had 16 total offensive rounds. He had 7 of them. I mean, what did, what did Ubre say about him? <laughs> he's, like, full of vengeance. It was like, he's, like, f- psyched up, and he's been... He didn't say festering, but like, something along those something lines. very weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we can nitpick, but it's nice when you can nitpick the bad things in a game like Absolutely. this. So how Absolutely. we real quick, how we feeling after this game? Heading into Thursday's contest against the I'm feeling vocal well. rockets. Hmm. Okay. In <laughs> classic uh, Clipper fashion, uh, don't want to get too excited, obviously, yeah. but. I think the thing that's most exciting about this isn't necessarily the win. It was really only missing one rotation piece. Yes. In the lineup tonight. Like they're almost healthy. It's yeah. so close. We're close. It's so close. Um, and that's huge when you look at some of the games coming up. I mean, obviously, I don't think we see Jamichael on Thursday against Houston, but no, we're getting closer to that Christmas game and that would be an amazing game to have a full. I think it'll be the, yeah, I think he'll play the second night of the back-to-back probably. Great. Um, no, yeah, I'm feeling that's exciting though. After this game, I feel like you got home from, I feel like how you feel when you got home after like a day of work and it was like, it was a good day of work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it was good. I feel, I I feel well, got the job done. It was good day of work. Um, Coming back for this room, we talk on the What You Say Wednesday poll. But first, we have to give a shout out to Breaking Tees. 
you're looking for a last minute fun sports gift for the holidays, as we all are, go to breaking tea, just the letter t.com slash locked on breaking tea, makes sports t-shirts around teams, passionate moments. Great for all fans. Go to breaking tea.com slash locked on, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. Okay. Poll discussion. All right. Talking poll. All right. Uh, <laughs> the What You Say Wednesday, you can find it at Locked On Clips. I put it out on Tuesday because mm-hmm. we record the day before because all of our internal clocks want to be thrown off. The question was, since it's past December 15th, if the Clippers were to make a trade, what kind of role player would you like to see added? Just notice there's a typo in this. Reply with how it gets done. The options were a third center, a playmaker, and then let's do a wing with the shrug emoji. In first place, with a resounding 59% of the vote, playmaker. Okay. Which I was a little surprised at. Second place, third center at 32%. Wings, 9% in third place. Surprised by the results? Agree with the results? Hmm, I'm surprised. I just feel like I always hear people talk about the center position. And, and maybe that's just because I'm on Twitter too much. That's We're, exactly what it is. People talk about that a lot about you know being <laughs> undersized, but it hasn't really it hasn't affected anything. Yeah. The team has looked amazing in the paint, and Zoo's been great at altering people's shots when they're trying to finish at the rim. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Trez is one of the leaders in box outs. Um, if you look at the rebounding every night, it's everybody. We were a top five team, in. yeah. Maybe in boards. Chad yeah. Magruder, he had a season high in rebounds. I don't think we talked about that. Um, oh, we didn't talk about that. Well, we just did. So that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were some people in the comments. Uh, Davey Neuerbauer said the top choice for me isn't uh, listed. He wants a shooter like in the Bertans mold. So another shooter I thought was interesting because someone on um, Twitter Tuesdays. Joanne Miller, shout out Joanne, asked the question if we should add another shooter as well. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The answer is always yes. The answer is always yes, but also through trade, I don't know. Through trade, no. Yeah, like, and we still haven't seen, this is what happens when everyone's hurt. Yeah, this is what happens when you're missing Landry Shamit for, what, 11 games? And or? Jermichael. He missed, Shamit missed like 16, 16 games. 16 games, yeah, 16 um, games. And you're missing Jermichael, who's a shooter. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised that Playmaker was number one because that was definitely a want from the Clip, Clipper Nation, myself included, in the beginning of the season. Before Terrence Mann had the preseason that everyone thought he was going to be the next Jason Kidd or whatever. Uh, it was like, oh, we need who's going to distribute. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like that's already been figured out. Um, it has, but r- the turnover still have been kind of a nagging Yeah, issue. which is one of your bugaboos. playmaking comes from. yeah. Um, is cutting down on some of those turnovers because the passes do get sloppy at times. Yeah. Um, And having somebody who's just a passing specialist, I think is what people are probably asking for when they're saying a playmaker. Yeah. Is to avoid... They want literally a Ricky Rubio. Yeah. I think he was in a bunch of... He was tagged a bunch in this too. Um, We also had playmaking big was mentioned. So the third center, if we were to get a third center, I like the idea of maybe one who can pass a little more because the way that that third string operates is like pretty hard in terms of, all right, we're running these plays. It's not like... Yeah. But when Kawhi... I just don't see the, being that useful. It's the third center. Yeah. So it's like... When Kawhi wants to be point Kawhi, though... He he's will. He's just as good as being a passing big. 
he had that play yeah. in the game tonight where he drove in, had three defenders around him, and kicked it out to the top of the key without looking. We knew yeah. exactly where everybody was. It's like, Point Kawhi's there when you need him. Yeah. I yeah. just don't think he's been putting in as much effort in that. Because I still don't think... And the continuity. He, yeah, and I don't think he cares about the season yet. Because honestly, <laughs> yeah. I don't in think a good he cares way. that much about the season. Well, casual fans don't really even start watching the it's NBA February. In, until February, yeah, yeah until football's yeah. over. So maybe Kawhi is, is on the same schedule. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, I'll tune in when it starts to get good. Um, <laughs> Lonzo Ball was mentioned a couple times. I don't know that he's that great of a playmaker. Like, I, I know people have talked about it. I love I his defense. He went through, like, the hype machine of the playmaking. Yeah. But how many assists does he even average? Like, I've never really I don't seen He's on the bench. Um, like his, his injuries are more of a deterrent than anything for Yeah. Him. Like, yeah, we don't need to add a guy. No. <laughs> Especially not through trade. Who's going to be hurt all the time. And that's like... And then everyone's favorite meme of a rumor. Drew I don't want to talk about Drew Holiday anymore. He's Drew available. Holiday is not going to be a Clipper. He's not going to be a Clipper. He's available. To be a Clipper, it involves Mo, Trez, and Lou, salary-wise. That's what it involves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, bare minimum, there's no other combination. And, yeah, Mo, Trez. Yeah, I think that... That gets it done about. It might be a little short, honestly. Yeah, of, sal- of salary. Yeah. And they want pit. Like, they want a substantial thing, and it's like, we're not getting it. If he's gone anywhere, I, I feel like Miami's, like, the most likely spot for Drew Holiday to land. Yeah. That'd be interesting. They have the terrible contracts to make that money add up. That's true. Or, I was talking with... Oh, go ahead. What if Portland trades one guard for another guard? Like CJ McCollum? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Pavi from Hoops and Brews. Shout out Hoops and Brews. About how fun it would be to see Kelly Oubre on this Clippers team with Patrick Beverly in the backcourt. <laughs> that's an insane backcourt. Yeah. Like, that's not fun to play against. Yeah. Kelly Oubre was a thorn in the side of Paul George tonight. Yeah. Uh, Paul George ripped that thorn out and then stabbed it right into Kelly Oubre's eye, figuratively. But he had a nice game. Um, should we talk about this Jermichael thing? Yeah. You want to play some shavings? Is there anything else on the poll you guys wanted to discuss? Any, what's your overall, what's either of y'all's overall urgency for wanting a trade? Zero. I have to agree. Zero. You know, we talked about at the top of this, this game, we still don't even have everyone healthy, but it feels like the closest we've had to a fully healthy roster. So I'm just, I'm not ready to make any sort of changes to what we have, because I don't, I, I don't even know how to properly assess the, fully what we have. Yeah, like the only trade I would want would be like a trade like the Muscala Zubots trade. Where we, we trade Zubots and so get where, yeah, where's, no, like Where's the, Magic the, Johnson right now? Yeah, no, like just the level of like what how the hell did that happen-ness. So you want yeah. us to get another like, Zubots or Moharkless? <laughs> yeah, like some... Ins- I mean, we're two for two. It's happened yeah. twice. <laughs> like, But yeah, other than that, we're not moving anybody like... No, if, yeah, at full health, low, like, this team is amazing at full health. Yeah. And we're almost there. And just the way salary works on the team, um, I just don't see a trade that makes sense to make the team better I'm and also not, help with the long run. Like We have yeah. a great balance of young, talented players mm, and proven vets. Young-ish. Yeah, yeah, young-ish. young-ish. Um, but like, I feel like there's a good balance there right now. And... I don't know. I just keep going back to I love Paul George, but every time I go back and I look at 
the picks. It's a lot. Yeah, so we I'm try like, no more. not talk about the picks. No more here on Lockdown Clippers. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Um, Fair enough. Got to talk about the Jamichael injury real quick. Yeah, no, we we got time. Let's do it. This has just been. This is my biggest gripe on the season so far. The handling of this injury. It doesn't even seem that's going to be a long term issue. Yeah. It really doesn't. Um, this might be unwarranted weirdness from me. It's the most poorly handled thing the whole year. I agree. It's it's been it, it's been really puzzling. The original injury was classified um, tailbone contusion. As a tailbone contusion. He ate shit. He, like. he came down hard. Uh, I actually thought that he would go into concussion protocol. He, he fell. He, he, like so there was a. I w- was watching on TV. There was a thud. Yeah, it was loud. <laughs> and like I'm not saying. Yeah, like I'm not. This is not a knock on Jamichael or any critique of toughness or anything like that because he's for well, sure hurt and it's i don't know yeah he was just for sure hurt they brought him back for that game he played four minutes and looked bad he had two foul like and now there's no real timeline yeah which is the other thing totally i'm probably having some flashbacks from don't say it i'm not gonna say it, but you know what i'm talking about <laughs> left knee soreness the fresh prince the fresh prince but it's just it just it's kind of it just confuses me why it was handled like this. Yeah. Because we have the depth to not have to play him in that Wizards game. And did that exacerbate his injury? Because if he was ready to come back that game, the idea is that he could play the game after that, and he hasn't played the four games after that. Yeah. So My question is, I don't know what do happened. you even need your tailbone to play basketball? Just get it removed. <laughs> I broke my tailbone the first day I was trying to learn how to snowboard. <laughs> I heard Marilyn Manson had his tailbone. <laughs> yeah, so he could eat his own ass. <laughs> That's the new move. <laughs> um, no, it's just it's just kind of a confusing thing. Yeah. With how cautious they are with everyone's injuries, like, I don't know. It It is strange. It's a little flummoxing. Totally. But I, I think without those four minutes, it's a lot less worrisome and confusing because that just th- throws you off, right? You're like, absolutely. So he played four Why did minutes he come and, back and, in this game? But at the same time, this is the same front office that keeps a tight lid on everything. Yeah. And it's the same training staff that was able to kind of turn around Gallo's career, right? Because yeah. Gallinari was an injury riddled player yeah. like coming in and he had an amazing season last year. So I just have to trust the recent history of oh yeah i don't have been handled yeah i don't mistrust the medical staff that'd be it is bizarre the four minutes it's just a just weird very odd i guess my question i mean it's because the training like, staff does seem top notch the worst case scenario for what started as a tailbone contusion is what a broken tailbone yeah and i feel like you're still playing i don't know playing with a broken ass yeah I think so, man. Because, like, Cause I mean, you can't wear a cast or anything. <laughs> they put him on the diaper cast. <laughs> <laughs> like, the big, like, old swimsuit, like, diaper cast. Yeah. I, they so should. Like, when, I mean, I don't know. It really is. I think you're right. The four minutes is like a weird hiccup. That's where your is. brain is like, why the f-? Like, just sit out. Yeah. Broken tailbone or tailbone contusion. You just have to rest. Over under, he needs a backyotomy. I'm going to no haggle haggle that because no one knows how no haggle haggle no haggle works. Yeah, that should have retired with Ralph. Let's be real. It was even kind of confusing with Ralph because people who were like new to the broadcast would be like, I, I, I know I, I don't think that's going to happen. No haggle. And Ralph's like, no, it's not like that. And they're like, I said, no haggle. <laughs> you heard me. Um, anything else in the shavings? No, I don't think I so. I kind of went on a soapbox uh, that was unnecessary. <laughs> um, Thursday's episode, 
We have a preview of the Clippers versus Rockets game. Yeah. God, I hope we win that game. I'm, I'm liking our chances. I'm liking our chances, too. It'd be nice to get that fat dub. Uh, we're going to have Thursday, Thursday talking about what we want more of. Whatever else happens to me now and then in Clipland. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you yeah. guys for having me. Where you, can, have, you have a piece to plug? Where uh, can they find you? Um, nothing to plug right now. Working on some things. We Jesus, do have the... Uh, Get the, some stuff, bud. The piece that you guys were on. That was the last thing that, that we put out. Oh, nice. Um, did you guys plug that? We, we did. did. You did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So then <laughs> you know, if you haven't read it yet, <laughs> we just got on check air. out four quarters. <laughs> we just got on your check. Did you plug that? Um, saw you wrote it you but uh but yeah clipperholics uh you can check out anything from any of our amazing writers while we're there we'll see what happens <laughs> with everything oh, way to end on that. who knows wow. and then what's your it's twitter? just a, it's a bizarre time right now uh twitter's at at brian s cullen um yeah yeah and thank you so much for being on the pod i'm sure this is not the last time um i have been positive chuck mockler i'm looking at the opinion update we appreciate you spring is that you Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.